Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Hey mama, do your days feel chaotic? Does it feel like you're just running, running, running all day long and things just feel out of sorts? In today's episode, I invited my friend Kaylee and she is a mom of two and they've been married for 12 years. She's the host of Balanced Wellness Podcast and a wellness educator, a licensed massage therapist and yoga intern. She loves to bake, cook, travel and spend time with her family and watch her kids play sports. And so in today's podcast, I invited her to come and share with us habits that we can start doing on a regular basis to create more peace and calm in our home because habits really make up of who we are. You want it or not, your habits truly become part of you. And in order to start making some changes, yes, we need to change our mindset and then we need to change our actions and create habits that support us and create more peace and calm in our homes because our homes are the foundations where our kids are being raised. If you have not downloaded my five ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered, there is a link in the show notes for you to download that free resource. You also end up on my email list, which is so awesome because every week I send you encouraging notes, something with tips, encouragement, updates on my podcast episodes, episodes and some stories behind the scenes. So I would love for you to join the email list and also get that free resource. So link is in the show notes. Hi friends. I am so excited for this episode today. I have a guest for us. Her name is Kaylee and we will be talking about habits for a more peaceful day with our kids. And I'm so excited for this conversation because you want it or not, we all already have habits. And sometimes our habits are not serving us. Sometimes the habits that we have create more chaos and overwhelm and frustration. And so today we'll be talking about things that you can start doing in the evening and in the morning to have a more smoother and peaceful day with the kids. So Kaylee, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be a fun topic. I love it. How did you get where you are today? Okay. Well, that's a loaded question. So we're going to keep it as short as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Basically, my story has been quite a journey and quite an evolution, which I really love. And, you know, my story is my story, right? So whatever. Um, I've learned to embrace it and not be, um, uh, what what would be the right word? Not be so um, ashamed or 
you know, be egotistical, I guess, about my journey. So, um, basically I've been a massage therapist, um, for, oh my gosh, like 13, 14 years. I had a very thriving practice before, um, COVID hit. And then, um, we were actually mandated by our state to close, um, any practices during COVID. And so I went through that whole experience for about two months. And then it was to the point that I was like, are we allowed to open? Are we not? And then I was like, I can't just, sit here waiting for somebody to tell me when I can work again or not. So I chose to, um, step away from my practice at that point and, um, start coaching. And I was coaching, um, part-time for years before that, um, doing like a lot of health and wellness coaching for a global company. Um, and that was really cool. And I really liked it, but I was doing it on the side and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this time to jump into this full force. And so I did, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but there was so many pivots and turns along the way. I started a podcast as part of, um, a little bit of that journey. And then, you know, definitely evolved, um, who I like to serve in the beginning. I was like, well, I like to serve, you know, this type of person or this type of mom or this type of woman. And then I was just like, oh, well, it feels really good to serve this type of woman. So anyway, it's very much a evolved over the years. Um, and now really just coming to a place that, you know, whenever I was doing my coaching, I should guess I should back up here for another second. Um, when I was doing my coaching part-time years ago, it was kind of one of those things like health and nutrition and wellness was really kind of almost like a fad, if you will. So it was really easy to coach at that time because that's what everybody was caring about. Um, so it seemed. And so then fast forward, I had this epiphany moment, I guess last fall, where I was like, you know, women need to hear more women talk about the things that we're going through. And so I made it kind of like a stake in the ground for myself saying, okay, then that means I have to share my raw story and my real story about my dark moment and um, moments maybe <laughs> where I wasn't showing up as the mom and the wife and the friend and the all the things that I really wanted to be. And I need to be really raw and honest about those moments because that's what's going to connect people and have them understand like, okay, she, I'm not alone. There's other people out there and especially people that can help me that understand what I'm going through because my mom doesn't understand or my sister or my best friend or my coworker, they don't get what I'm going through, but it's so nice to hear that there is somebody that does understand it. And so, um, I got, I vowed to myself to be more vulnerable with my story, uh, which is not easy, but I can tell you that whenever more people are like, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it makes you feel good and it makes you know, and understand that what you're doing is, is needed. Um, and other women really need that support from other women to talk about it and to be open and honest with their struggles so that they can connect with other people because it's not, don't talk about the emotional, the spiritual, the spiritual, the mental, um, parts of self. We don't talk about it enough. I don't feel like, and I want to start normalizing that and having it be something that we're proud to talk about and we're not shamed or feel, um, you know, embarrassed about talking about. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at now. I think you have, uh, really touched on something important that it's not just like one area. It's like, it's all these areas, mental, emotional, and spiritual and physical too, you know? And if we just only focus on one and neglect the others, like it still radiates through the rest of them. And they're all connected when we're struggling mentally, we're struggling emotionally and we're struggling spiritually, and then we're physically exhausted. And it's like, you know, it's like this cycle, you have to take care of yourself, like as a whole, not just like one area. Okay. So you have two kids. Yes. Two kids. What ages are they? They are six and nine. 
six and nine. Okay. So what do you believe helps moms create more peace in their days? Whew, this is a good one. It's a loaded question again, but I truly believe um, expectations, boundaries, and then also calling in for help. Um, so this has been something that in our home, all three of those things have to exist for everybody to be happy and for everybody to understand what's going on and what's happening. So um, expectations, meaning, you know, whether that's with screen time, putting away laundry, like whatever that is, like every single day um, in the morning, kind of I map out for the kids, like what the expectations are for the day. The other day they didn't have school. Um, My husband was home. The kids were home from school. My son had a doctor's appointment. So our still, you know, I had meetings scheduled. So life still had to revolve and circle. Um, But, um, you know, I think that's one thing that so often, um, you know, parents and especially us moms, you know, we're juggling so many different things, right? We're wearing so many hats. We have a lot of like, like fires that we need to put out throughout the day. And it's really, I think, easy for us to just have our kids assume or understand, or just audit. We think they should just automatically know like what they need to do or what needs to happen every single day. But so often we forget that they are just kids and they also have their fun little thoughts that they're thinking all day long. And they're not always thinking what we're thinking and they're not what we want to be on their radar isn't always on their radar. Right. And so it's so often, um, you know, the kids are just in their own little bubble in their own world, which they should be, you know, their kids, they should be out there living their lives. Right. Um, and so having the kids understand every day, yes, it might be a little exhausting, but we kind of have like a little powwow moment before the kids go on the bus um, for school or before I drop them off at school, whatever that morning looks like, we kind of have like a review of the day of like, hey, this is what's happening today. So, you know, mom's going to pick you guys up from school at this time. You have gymnastics, you have basketball. So, you know, you're going to go here, you're going to go here. Then we're going to come together. We're going to eat dinner. And then it's bath and shower and homework because, you know, we got to do this the next day or because we're going to have a full evening, right? So tonight, you know, you guys aren't going to get a whole lot of time to watch TV or we're only going to have 20, 30 minutes to do homework, right? Um, So setting them up like with the expectations of the day every day and letting them know, like also, you know, my daughter likes the routine. She likes the system. Um, And so sometimes she's like, well, I thought you said we were doing this. I'm like, well, it changed because this canceled or this happened, right? And so my kids really thrive off understanding what the expectations are for the day so that they know what they're allowed to do, you know, meaning screen time or not screen time, they understand what they um, have time to do. And then it's not an argument when my son wants to watch a movie on his iPad or play a game on his iPad. And I don't have to yell at him and be like, no, I said no iPad today, right? Like he knows that there's no time for iPad today. So it's not even a discussion because there's no time for it in our day or it's a no screen time day. So you don't get your iPad, right? It, It saves fights and arguments throughout the day. So expectations, number one, boundaries being number two. Um, that's a little bit more, I feel like for us moms as it is maybe for our kids, but, um, certain weeks we have stronger boundaries than other weeks. Like, so, um, I say no to more things or my husband, you know, might be gone or, um, the kids might, you know, want this to happen. And it's like, no, because this is what we're focusing on this week. Like for me, this week is a very full week. So my husband knows that he's stepping up a little bit more to help out with laundry and dishes and cooking and running the kids. Um, And I've set that boundary with him that this is what I need this week. So I cannot live outside of this, (laughs) this week. And you have to come in this week and help here. Um, And so I've protected my 
home boundaries, if you will, because work is heavier this week. Um, whereas next week work is very light. And so I know I can take back on the things that I normally do. Um, but I have to set that boundary with my husband and my kids for them to know and understand like this work, this week is very full. I can't do X, Y, and Z this week. You know, I'm not capable of that. Um, because I want to still be a happy mom. I still want to be able to tuck you guys into bed. I still want to be happy at six o'clock in the morning when all of us wake up and for mom to still be happy. Like these things have to help. And you guys have to help me out in this area this week. And I'm not capable of doing these things extra this week. So, um, setting boundaries and then, um, and just making sure that everybody's on the same page, I think is just, um, it's huge. My friend, I'm going to pause here for a second and I want to ask you, are you struggling right now? Are you silently struggling? Do you feel so overwhelmed, so burned out, so exhausted? Are you running and empty? You're trying to do it all, but everything is falling through the seams. You end up screaming and yelling at your kids and leaving memories that are not pleasant. You go to sleep feeling exhausted, worn down, and feeling like the worst mom in the world. My friend, there's a better way to do motherhood. I can help you. I'm here to support you, to help you get out of this dark hole with negative mindset, with negative actions, and become the mom you want to be. By partnering with God, you and I, we can make shifts in your day-to-day routine, in your habits, in your mindset, set healthy boundaries, create a schedule that truly supports you and allows you to regularly feel restored. So you're not burned out and running and empty anymore. So then you can leave positive example for your kids and show up as a calm, patient, and present mama. Your kids mirror everything that you do. So if you want your children to learn how to be calm and patient and present, if you want them to learn how to handle their anger well, it starts with you, my friend. So if you're suddenly struggling, I want to let you know there is hope, my friend, there's hope. Link is in the show notes to book a clarity call with me so then you and I can work together for 12 weeks and can transform your motherhood. My friend, can't wait to connect with you. Link is in the show notes. And then asking for help. So um, my kids know that I am not their nanny. I tell them that all the time. I'm not your housekeeper. I'm not your nanny. I am not, you know, I'm your mom and you have chores too. So they know again, with the expectations, sometimes in the boundaries that like I told my kids this morning, um, I started the dishwasher before they got on the bus. I'm like, Hey, and when you guys get home today, like the dishwasher needs unloaded because I don't need to waste my time on doing, doing the dishwasher or unloading the dishes, putting away the laundry, um, doing little spot cleaning. Um, and it teaches them respect for our home. It teaches them to understand how to pick up after themselves and to also, you know, be ones that later in life when they're living with other people that, you know, not to be a slob or not to, you know, let things get in disarray. Like it teaches them that responsibility. Um, and we're very much like all hands on deck type of family where it's not just mom that can fold the laundry and put away and the laundry and do the dishes and do the cooking and the cleaning and putting away groceries. Like it takes all of us because I tell my kids, like, if you want me to be a happy mom, like this is what we all have to do together to make that happen. And you guys have to help out because you guys are capable and because you should, (laughs) because I'm not the only one that has to spend two to three hours a day 
doing all the chores around the home. So um, my kids very much know and understand that, you know, um, in the mornings, especially sometimes on Saturdays or Sundays, we live in the Midwest. So it's not always like beautiful here, like it is with you, Elizabeth, like you guys have beautiful weather all the time, but you know, um, right now it's getting to be almost spring. So the other day, it was a beautiful day and we had like two loads of laundry to put away. I just got home from the grocery store and the kids are like, we want to go do this. I'm like, that's great. We will, but Hey, I can either take an hour to do these things, or we can take about 20 minutes and everybody can pitch in and help out. And it's done in 20 minutes. So we can go do outside what you guys want to do sooner. And the kids are always more often to like help out, be like, okay, yeah, like we'll help out. Tell us what we need to do. Right. Um, so definitely like making sure that you're kind of outsourcing those chores to the kids and to anybody in the home that can help out. Um, it just takes that burden off our plate and has them understand like too, like, Hey, it's not just mom. Like we can all help out together because you're going to live with somebody someday that isn't just going to do everything for you either. So (laughs) yes, I love that. I love that. And like, I totally agree. My kids do chores all the time. I'm like, whenever they can do some household chores, we just pass it on to them. And like my kids take out the trash, they do the dishes, loading and unloading. My oldest one does his own laundry and like, you know, dries it, puts it away. My two middle ones, they, um, I do the laundry, but I put it in the baskets and then they, they roll it up. So they fold it in half and they roll it up and they put it in their drawers. And I'm not too picky with that. You know, they clean their own room. They, you know, they vacuum, they clean bathrooms and bathtub and like for household chores, we pay our kids, you know, um, like we choose to, um, but like when things, when it comes to like their own I don't pay for homework or cleaning their bedroom or their laundry, but when it comes to like, you know, the rest of the house, like if you're organizing the garage or something like that, like I delegate as much as I can to my kids. First of all, it's easier for me, less stress, less overwhelm. Second of all, I've said this to my husband and I said this to my kids too. I'm like, I want your future wife to come to me and say, thank you. Yeah, I want her to be grateful for the way I raised you. If she chooses to do all the cooking because she enjoys it, like, or she loves to do the cleaning, like more power to her. But I don't want that to be the expectation because in the world we live in now, husbands and wives usually work. Both of them work, you know, and, and in the world that we live right now, like if you're both working, you should be both doing house chores. But even if not, even if she's a stay-at-home mom, you don't just to come home and just relax and chill while she keeps working until 9 p.m. Like you still pitch in, you know? And so I love, you know, what you said, like the expectations also is so huge communicating that. And I like that idea of saying it to your kids, like when you take them to school or whatever, or drop them off, like I'll do that with my kids now. Like this is the kind of the plan for the day. These are the expectations because I think the kids would like, it would just be easier for them, you know, you know, versus just kind of um, saying it when we come home, I think it will be good for them. Okay. So those are super, super helpful. So I want you to give us a few tips, like for things that moms can do either in the evenings, well, maybe a few in the evening and few in the morning that would make a day more peaceful, like some of like routines or things that they can, um, 
do that would set them up for success because you and I chatted a little bit about like before we recorded, like how routines are so important because they really like, it's just part of our life. It's part of our day. And so like we have them, even we realize it or not, we all have routines. So how can we create some routines that will support us and create more peace in our days? Yeah. Um, I love this question. So one thing that we do in our home that I teach all my clients to do is establish a PM routine. Um, and that can look different for everybody depending on, you know, your household and, and, you know, how old your kids are and what you kind of have going on in your own life as well. But regardless, like I always have people do the three things for the next day. Um, number one, like pack your bags. So do the backpacks need to be packed? You know, do the folders need to be emptied out for the kids? Do they need their homework or our kids? I don't know about you guys, but our kids have Chromebooks that they have to take to and from school. So, you know, is your Chromebook in your bag? Like, is it all ready to go for tomorrow? Um, and then for me too, like if I'm working out of the home that day, if I'm going into the office, then do I have my stuff ready to go? Do, you know, do I have my bag packed ready to go so I can literally grab it in the morning and walk out? Um, are the second thing is lunches and water bottles and snacks. So our lunch is packed maybe my kids are buying lunch the next day. Maybe they're packing their lunch, whatever's happening, um, right after dinner, this is kind of when we do all the things, um, we kind of go through this checklist that the kids know, are your backpacks ready to go? Um, you know, load them back up after homework and, you know, they go back in the backpack and then we get lunches and, and, uh, drinks ready for the next day. So they'll go through and, um, whoever, whichever kid, um, you know, like I said earlier, we divvy up chores and routines. So they kind of, I kind of let them duke it out sometimes. Sometimes if the trash needs to be taken out and the recycling and all the water bottles need to be filled for the next day, I'll be like, hey, this is what needs to be done. And they'll kind of negotiate between themselves. Like I'll fill up water bottles if you take out the trash and then we'll take turns taking out the recycling. I'm like, whatever, I don't care, figure it out. Use your problem solving skills. But um, so then we always fill up waters and get our lunches, snacks, whatever packed for the next day. Um, so that happens right after that. And then we go through and we do a little cleanup of our areas in the house. So, you know, do the couch cushions and the pillows need to be, and the blankets need to be picked up and ordered in the, in the living room. Do toys need to be picked up? Does your laundry still need to be put away? Does, you know, the dog did, you know, it drag out all the toys today. Like what needs to be tidied up? Um, and those are the three things that we do every single night before we go to, before we go to bed. Um, because I like to set my days up for, so that the morning time we're literally just going through the motions of getting up, getting dressed, eating our breakfast, brushing our teeth, and we're good to go. We're not trying to find what happened to our lunchbox. We're not trying to still fill up the water bottles when we need to be in the car and leaving. You know, we're not trying to find what happened to my blue folder. Why is it not in my backpack? Right. We're not running around like crazies in the morning, trying to locate everything and find everything. We can literally be present with each other in the morning and just enjoy the slow pace of the morning. That way, if the kids do want to sit and watch their favorite Netflix show in the morning, they have time to do that. If they want to, you know, play or color, or if my son wants to play with his fighter jets, he has time to do that because we're not scrambling around like crazy people. So to me, that's the things that I do um, or we do as a family every single night. Um, so that whenever we do wake up in the morning, the house is in chaos. So I'm not waking up feeling stressed or annoyed or aggravated because, you know, it looks like a bomb went off in my living room still, you know? And so it keeps everything orderly. So we don't have to have that Saturday morning or that Sunday morning cleanup where we have to spend an hour or two picking up toys and cleaning up the house and picking things up. And, um, and it keeps me 
um, I guess, feeling confident in my home that people can stop by at any time in my house. And I don't have to be like, Oh my gosh, like, no, mm-hmm. no, welcome guests. Like, um, because I can feel like for the most part, unless it's a Saturday, my kids are playing. Um, I know that my house is being well-kept and I know that things are orderly so that we can find things. And so that we're not tripping over things. We also have like the automatic vacuum cleaner Roomba situation that goes off um, in the morning after the kids leave for school. So it became a thing like two or three years ago when we got that, that the kids were getting mad because she was eating their toys. And I'm like, but don't leave them on the ground. (laughs) So it kind of became a thing that the kids know now that she will eat their toys. So that's another thing too, that in the evenings we go through and we pick everything up so that the Roomba doesn't have to eat their toys and nobody has to get mad. Um, And that things are just keep being kept well and tidy um, so that things can be located so that we know that we can live in a space that makes us happy because there's actually a lot of psychology around having an orderly and tidy space around you. That's like psychologists show that it does make you happier. It does make you more confident Um, and less stressed and less stressed, less overwhelmed, less stressed. And then something, those are really good tips. Thank you for sharing that. And something I wanted to add to that is like, this is kind of one of those expectations that I think would be so good to communicate with your family. Like when you're having like a family meeting, if you don't have one, create one Um, and having like, be like, okay, so our evenings or our mornings have been really chaotic. So we're going to do things a little bit differently. And in the evenings, this is what we're going to do. Like three things. If you need to make a list and like print some pictures for the kids, like I have an evening routine that I literally printed for my kids. And it's like six steps, things that they need to do for the evening routine um, before when they get ready for bed or, you know, like or you can do just like even with like house chores and cleanup. And another thing that I have found helps my kids is I have an alarm that goes off at 6.30 that says house cleanup. And this is the alarm that goes up. And it's like, this is the time where after dinner, we pick up um, my middle one loads the dishwasher. My oldest one packs lunches um, for the next day for him and his siblings. He was complaining about loading the dishwasher, didn't want to do that. Or like, okay, what other chore are you going to do that's going to take you just as long or more? He's like, uh-huh. pack lunches. I'm like, thank you. One thing I don't have to do. Like, yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, they get paid for those chores because it's like house chores. And, um, but anyways, like, and, and then the youngest one, he does like the cleanup with like little hand vacuum and, uh, puts the shoes away and like picks up the living room. So like everybody's kind of like part of a team, but like communication with that is so, so important. And like, mama, you don't have to do all of this on your own. You don't, unless you have like literally tiny, tiny ones, but like, even like my 20 month old, like you can like teach her to put toys in a basket and clean up. Like, you know, you're five-year-old can fill their water bottle. Like they can do that. You don't have to do that. And it does take some time to like train them, I guess, in a sense, like teach them and guide them to, for it to become a routine, but you are the CEO of your home. Like if you don't organize this, no one else is going to do it for you. More than likely your husband is not. And like you and the kids are not, you know? And so if everything feels super chaotic, let's let's start out with some simple things and like just add like a couple routines in the evenings that will set you up for success. So those are super helpful. Anything for like morning, would you recommend? Is there anything in the morning routine that you think would be great? 
Um, we don't do much in the morning um, as far as really a routine because we do it all in the evening so that in the morning, they're literally just, my kids are getting up, getting dressed, eating breakfast and getting ready to go. Um, but some things that we do, some things that we do in the evening um, to prepare better for the morning um, is that we do like, if we know that it's going to be like, my daughter is in a club on Tuesday morning set. She has to be at school by eight o'clock, which typically they don't leave. Um, they don't have to be at school until 8.40, 8.30. Um, so that's an earlier morning for us. So we have to be out the door by like 745. Um, so we will sometimes even get breakfast stuff together the night before. Like if I know like, okay, what do you guys want for breakfast the next day? If they want, you know, whatever it is, say eggs or I don't know, like I will sometimes like go ahead and set the pan out, set the plates out, like do anything that I can. Like my, I call it like PM for me is like my, my, my prep evening, right? Like, so PM prep. So what can I do to prep for the next day and the PM? And, um, and then that way in the AM I can, and go, like I call it and go prep and go. So a like PM is prep so that AM I can and go. Um, and so that's kind of how I like systematize it in my brain so that I can do anything in my power in the evening to make my mornings as smooth as possible. So I am literally just getting up getting dressed, doing the things that I cannot do the night before to prep. Like I prepped all I can prep the night before. Um, and you know, some evenings it's harder to do it and to get it all done because, um, we're basically running the kids six days a week to sports and activities. My kids are both like right now, their seasons are op- overlapping for sports. And so with like the last like two weeks and like the next two or three weeks will be overlapped with sports. So we're literally gone. Um, well, this week we'll be gone seven days a week for sports. So, you know, there's not, um, I know, you know, sometimes some of my clients are like, are you home all night getting all this stuff done? I'm like, oh gosh, no, <laughs> there's some evenings that we're gone till eight 30 at night, you know? Um, but it's just something that it's non-negotiable in our home. And we've created that consistent routine and that habit that even if I'm gone with one kid and only my husband's home, like he knows like what needs to be done. Um, so that the next morning is smooth and that I don't have to be crazy woman. Like it can just be done. So, (laughs) yes. So like in order to have a more smoother morning, you need to prep the night before as much as you can. So that's the biggest thing we want you to get out of this conversation today. Okay. So if you could say one thing to a mama who feels super frazzled and chaotic and crazy, she feels like she's, everything is so messy and she's running like a chicken with her head cut off. That's what her life feels like right now. What would you say? Like one thing would you want her to know? Um, I would want her to know, to give herself grace, to definitely understand that, you know, it's okay that not everything gets done in the time that you wanted to get it done in the way that you wanted to get it done, um, that it's okay. And to give yourself grace. I, I think as moms, especially we don't do that enough. Um, and we just put more on our plate and we put more stress and more pressure and more, 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 more on our plates all the time. Um, but we have to realize that a, we have to give ourselves grace because B we're not capable of doing it all. We literally are not, but we think we are to the point that we literally drive ourselves bonkers. Like, (laughs) and then we wonder why we're so crabby and we're so overwhelmed and we're so stressed out because we have way too much on our plate. And so give yourself grace first. And then also like outsource as much as you possibly can to definitely take the tips that, you know, you, um, Elizabeth and I have been talking about and implement those on like having your, your family help out. Like if your family's not helping out, I say, start there and start like today, right now, (laughs) and make a plan to have your kids help out. Um, But, you know, we even have seasons of our life where 
we have a cleaning lady that comes in and um, we hire that and we figure that out in our budget because we're just not home very often to have that. So we will outsource as much as possible. We're actually um, to the point too, sometimes that we'll find rides for our kids to go to certain things. And can we do it? Yeah. But is it going to stress us out and make us feel like we're crazy? Yeah. And so we've just kind of gotten to that point. I know in the beginning of running our kids around, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I wanted to do it all and I wanted to be at everything. And I literally just realized that I can't, like, I literally cannot. And so why should I still try to keep telling myself that I can like, that's not, that's crazy. Um, so I've gotten to that point that I have to give myself grace and then I have to be okay with asking for more help, maybe in sometimes in some seasons more than what I would love to. Um, but that, you know, people are very open to helping you and other women are out there that want to help you. Like how much would you love it? You know, I sat there and thought there for my, well, for the longest time for myself, like I felt bad asking for help, like for other moms, it's like other moms are busy too, you know? Um, but now it's kind of created this thing among, um, especially, well, I guess I should say both of my kids, um, uh, the other parents that I asked for uh, like help, you know, that they'll be like, Oh my gosh, of course. Yes. You know, they have no problem because then there's going to be a time where they need help that I'm capable of helping them. And of course I want to help them too. And so whenever I kind of got to that point of, um, other parents started asking me for help because I was asking them for help. Then it became this really beautiful thing that then I didn't feel guilty about it anymore. And I was just like, oh gosh, you know? Um, but then I also became very okay with saying no, if I literally could not help, or if I felt like it was just going to stress me out. Um, and I told parents that to me as well. I'm like, Hey, Literally, if this is going to stretch you too thin, like, I want you to be honest with me. Um, but you know, this is what I was needing. Like, could you give Cruz a ride to basketball or bring him home from basketball or baseball or whatever it is? Um, you know, let me know. And they're like, yeah, of course I can. Or do you just want him to spend the night? Like so often it'd be like, well, do you just want him to stay over? I'm like, well, sure. <laughs> like if you're offering, but then it became like a twofold thing that, you know, I'm like, okay, well, if you want to keep them this weekend, you know, I'll keep the boys for you next weekend. And so it just became... Not that we're, I'm not a tick for tack type of person, but it just became like, I'll like you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type situation. So um, giving myself grace and asking for that help um, has definitely been glorious in the area of like overwhelm um, in our world. And I, and I definitely encourage all moms to do that. That is beautiful. Thank you for that great reminder. I think um, all of us need to be reminded with that because as women, we always try to do more, 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 more. And that's where it contributes to feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. Okay. So this was awesome. This was such a great conversation. Where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. This was so good. Um, on my, um, on my podcast, I have my podcast balanced wellness, which I'll send the link in. I know Elizabeth, I'm sure we'll put it out in the show notes. Um, but that is where I hang out a lot. I also hang out in my Facebook community. Um, I am there as well. And then also on Instagram, but I would say my Facebook community, um, and my podcast is where I hang out the most. So sounds good. And we'll link that below. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was good. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Go check out Kaylee's content on her podcast. She has a lot of helpful resources over there, and I know you will love connecting with her. I'll see you in the next episode. Hi, friend. 
Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.